Joining me right now, back from the show, is Javier Trujillo. I don't know, I rhymed that for some reason, but yeah, it is dog. what it is. What's going on, man? It's been a while, Javi. I know, man. I know. It's been like, what, a good minute since, what, the last FMD, yeah? Yeah, yeah, for Shoot, sure. right after that. Yeah, dude, things are good, man. I'm I'm just excited. Like, two weeks, I get to finally go back in the, the FMD cage, and I'm main event. So, it's a step up, you know, man? Fighting for a sword. I'm excited, man. Definitely, definitely, man. But, uh, yeah, before we get into all that, did you uh, check out Nate Diaz earlier today? Dude, just open, smoking open one up, dude. That's it, bro. <laughs> He's got his, his. He should come out with his own version of like that boss root and O2 trainer, dude. You just gotta get hit in the blunt while you're fucking rolling, man. That's how you know you got lungs of steel, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know that, man. Uh, uh, you guys kind of was... have some similarities, man. Um, you know, he's been out for a few years, but you also been out for a long time. You know, how do you keep yourself? You know, how do you maintain yourself so you're, you're you know, when you do come back, you come back the same or even better. Well, man, I mean, I think demonstrating like on that last fight, I had a year layoff essentially, and all I've been doing is just training, man. Like, uh, like we were saying earlier before the interview, it's like this is the point as a fighter I've always wanted to get to. I wanted to get up in the morning. I wanted to be able to train. I wanted to be able to go hang out with my buddies and train again. And that's what I, that's that's my life. That's what I'm living in. I'm always improving, you know. And uh, yeah, man, it's just so that's it, man. The first time, you know. I met you was at an FMD and that was a few years ago. You were in Bangkok. You're training with what you're training with at that time. Then you moved over to elite. Now I'm talking to you. You're sitting in Chiang Mai and you're training at another gym. You know, talk about the transition, you know, from Bangkok and moving out to Chiang Mai and, and training with uh, those guys at uh, team quest. Once I decided to head up here, I figured it would be a nice change. Just like from being in the States, like the, the how, Chiang Mai is kind of laid out, you know, it's like 20 minutes outside and you're out in the mountains and this kind of reminds me of like home a little bit. But um, I always wanted to train at Team Quest, you know, if, you know, uh, I stayed in Bangkok, obviously, because I had a lot of a lot of things like tied down to there. But I always wanted to come up here to train this um, like when I decided to move to Oregon, that was always my goal was to go train at Team Quest. But then that's when, you know, when they had Dan Henderson, Chael Sonnen, all those guys, I was like, yeah, bro, that's what that's where I want to be. And then they disbanded. And it's kind of cool, man. Just just finally get to say, yeah, I'm, I'm training at Team Quest. Yet, you know, but uh, I like it. I, I like it a lot better training out here because there's less distractions for sure. A lot of less distractions, man. And so all you can do is train and what I like about the, the fighters also at Team Quest is that they're all like-minded, man. Their goal is to be a champion. So when you're surrounded by people that, that have that, that, that goal set and you're also kind of shooting for it, you know, it kind of elevates your game. So, man, I've been loving it, dude. I got, I got great teammates. You know, the coaches here are fantastic. And, and um, I just like it, dude. That, that's this is my main focus again, you know. I'm teaching part-time, but, uh, you know, just focusing completely on myself and, and developing my art, you know while you're in bangkok you didn't it didn't seem like you had as many training partners and training partners that are your size do you have that more at team quest it seems like the guys are much bigger and, and uh yeah much yeah. bigger higher weight classes yeah so yeah exactly dude i mean in in bangkok i was always all, uh, always on the bigger side so that i ended up like it was just me at welterweight and then the next dude was like you know a heavyweight like marcelo's motherfucking big ass bro and it's like fuck bro so 
it's nice. Yeah, that I have a few welterweights here and a few middleweights and, and a couple middleweight guys here. So, like, it's a nice change, dude, for sure. And I, you know what else I like is that I'm not the, the big fish in a small pond no more, you know. When I when I step on the mats, there's six or seven purple belts on there every day. You know, all of these guys have at least five or six pro fights. You know, they got a lot of, you know, a lot of experience behind them. So, I'm getting tested, man, and and shoot, dude, it's, and I'm just having a blast, dude. It's just so much fun here. <laughs> Who are some of the uh, main guys that you're working with closely there? You know, you mentioned that you have welterweights and uh, middleweights. Yeah. Um, you Like, you know, Amr. I've been training with him quite a bit. You know what I'm talking about? Can't break him up. I'm terrible at last names right now. But him, my buddy Jack Ferguson, who's a little bit lighter weight, but the kid always wants to train. So that's why I love it. He's like, you know, you know, before training, after training, we're doing extra sparring. We're doing extra drill sessions, man. And, and it's just a good time dude and then for the jujitsu wise they have about six purple belts on the mat one brown belt and then they have two black belts here so like like dude i feel like my jujitsu is on fire as of late you know they just had a little uh, in-house tournament here worked a few little things that i've been been working on for the year hopefully i get to show them off in the cage dude so i'm excited about that the last time you know we saw you was at the last fmd i think a little bit less than a year ago. Now, talk about you know. I'm I'm pretty sure, or I know that you've been trying to find a fight ever since. You know what I mean? Like, what has been going on in that time? Like, you know, what is the struggle like for you to get a fight? Uh, I'm not sure, man. If it's it's just I don't have uh, maybe like an agent or a management team that can help me get into to shows. As uh, most of the time, I'm reaching out to myself to promoters as well as different agents and managers. But, um, you know, I mean, I don't know what else to, to, to tell people. It's just I'm, I'm building I'm building my following. I'm building a, a, a career. Like, all my fights are exciting, man. You know, if you tune in for it, it's going to be a good show. You know, I'm not one of these, like, lay and pray dudes, and I'm not boring. So, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I just want an opportunity to show a bigger promotion that, hey, this is, this is who I am, man. This is what I do. I bring it every time. Like you said, you know, I'm influenced by guys like, Diaz and Mastaval and these dudes that this is what we love to do, man. We were bred to fight. And I just want somebody to give me an opportunity where I can do that more than once a year, you know? <laughs> Going back to the Diaz thing, you know, I saw some stuff online about Thailand. They're like legalizing the medicinal marijuana. And yeah. uh, what is, what is, you know, can you, do you know about that? You know, or like what they're doing with that? Cause it's kind of, I don't, I don't know the full story of that. Um, from what I heard, they just uh, distributed a bunch of uh, CBD oil, or not CBD oil, but uh, THC oil to a few hospitals based in Bangkok, and they're going to disperse that out to the first few patients. They also, they're just trying to see and test the market to see what what's what people are going to take and what, what they can't, you know, and obviously the government's trying to find a way to tax it. So it's like they'll make a bunch of laws going forward with it, and then they'll take it back, dude. So... At the end of the day, it's still illegal. From what I heard, it still might be illegal for the next five to six years, at least recreationally, until they can kind of figure out, okay, how do we want to disperse the money? How are we going to pay the farmers? How are we going to do all this? You know? But they already have, from what I've heard, the government already has grow operations going on. They're doing all sorts of stuff now. But yeah, I mean, like like I said, I think we talked about last time, if, if 
I think this would turn uh, Thailand's economy around if they did legalize it for medical purposes, because then everybody in Asia would come there for uh, what do they call it? like medical tourism. You know, they already do that already. But if you have the benefit of being able to do these alternative um, treatments for cancer, man, you know, you make a killing. Man. Moving forward, man, with this fight, FMD 17, you said you're going to be the main event. In uh in Bangkok, you're taking on Mustafa Radi. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying his name right. Um, he's in Malaysia. He's from Monarchy MMA in uh in KL. You know, like the article says that it's a grudge match. Do you look at it as a grudge match? From from a competitor standpoint, yes. Because if you look at it as a team as a whole, yeah, they got one win on me. Yeah, I'm not fighting um Medi, but I am fighting somebody that's representing the gym. So I don't want to be Oh, and two with these cats, you know, that's, that's just, the that's my idea. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, if I can't fight Medi, I think he got signed to one warrior series. So we probably won't have a rematch for a while. You know, this is the second best way to get, get some, uh, some vengeance, man. You know, now for this upcoming fight, have you, have you structured a camp for it? Have you prepared it, you know, a certain way for it, or you just been in a full camp for like, months and months and months so this is just the result that's gonna happen when you get in the cage this is just the result dude i i think like the last time we spoke and you know this is this is what i do every day you know so i've i've had tried to structure my my day-to-day where i'm always training i'm always progressing you know once the camp officially picked up the only thing i did was increase my strength and conditioning you know just trying to build up my wind but but technique wise i'm still doing just as much as i was doing before i knew i had a fight you know but it's every day, man. And I, I'm excited, bro. Like, jujitsu-wise, I feel if we end up on the ground, you're going to see some stuff and you're going to be like, wow, dude, that was that was amazing. You know, I always try and pride myself when we're doing groundwork that it's sensational. You know, so I, I'm I'm excited. Hopefully, I can I put on a good show for these guys, man. You know, and show what I've done in another year. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm twice the guy I was that. You know, this guy, he he doesn't really have like a lot of experience right but he's taking this fight against you so do you look at that as kind of like him underestimating you you know because you do have a lot of experience in that cage man you have you have all your fights in the fmd cage and that's a different type of arena right there that's not hey, just bro. a regular like you go out and fight in some gym hey man and that's what people got to understand too like fmd isn't ufc it isn't one dude I mean, look at they got 12 to 6 elbows allowed, right? Knees to the head to a grounded opponent allowed. Soccer kicks, man. And the cage is small. So it presses the action. So if you're not used to that fast pace, bro, I'm going to freaking wear you out, you know? And knowing that all these all these freaking um, different attacks can come at you, you know, it, it's it's I think it's by far the most intense style I've ever fought in, man. You know, but it's exciting, dude. It's, you know... Shoot, uh, and you can suplex, right? Some organizations you can't even do that. Man. <laughs> you can do everything, man. You, that- yeah, so I think I think that alone. I mean, obviously, I know. I think they feel like they kind of have a one up because they beat me and in that rule set already. So they probably think they have a game plan. But bro, that was almost two years ago, man. I'm not even the same dude at all, you know. And having the experience, having a loss behind my record. And being able to show that I can come back from it, dude, you know, that just feels me more. 
And if he underestimates me, that's just gonna be his problem, man, because he's gonna be in a lot of pain, bro. I'm I'm gonna I know all my fights when I win have not yet to make it out of the first round, you know. But I mean, if the guys that want to still keep like pressing and, and chit chatting online, dude, you know, I'll, I'll stretch that bitch out and I'll make it painful for you. You know, you always remember me. I'm gonna make that guy famous, dude. I made the last dude famous off of beating me, so I'm gonna make him famous again. So, do you see this fight more of more going to the ground compared to like you maybe getting a knockout, or do you just see, you know, you don't see it that way? Do you, you don't envision it that way? Bro, I think there's so many ways I can finish this fight, dude. I mean, look at the last fight. I mean, I don't know. I know FMD doesn't count stats, but if we probably counted stats of how many shots I had landed on ben, uh, Greywall, bro, you know, I was on fire on the feet, you know, and coming up here and training at my old gym and training with my old training partners here, I, I picked up some some new Muay Thai stuff. And, and you know what, man? I, I think I could finish them anywhere. Honestly, hopefully I'm... I'm I'm envisioning like maybe like some Jorge Masvidal stuff, dude. I think he'll shoot in, uh, clip him with the knee coming in, man. But if we get to the ground, bro, you got to watch your legs. You got to watch your arms. You got to watch your neck because I'm going to snatch you up real quick, you know? Like the the way I'm training jujitsu is all for sub only, man. My idea is if I can't sub you in two or three minutes, I'll just give up and retry again from the beginning. So I'm, fuck, man, it's, it's going to be a good show, bro. You know it. Look at five-second knockout. Just what three first round finishes, dude? You know it's gonna be a good one. I'm gonna bring it to that guy. What's the plan like after this? You know, what I mean, like, do you have some some things going on, or uh, are you yeah, just waiting I, for things to work out? Obviously, once I take this fight, and if I win, you know, I'll have a title with that name. I'll be five and one. You know, I'll be at that cusp where I know. Also, that's why I think it's difficult for me to get fights because, like, being four and one, it's like people will look at me and say. Okay, well, he, he's obviously decent, but I don't want to lose to a guy that kind of has like a lower record. So, they, you know, people are, I think, are a little less less inclined to take that chance. But if I have a more built-up record and have a title behind it, I feel like that would make me more desirable to bigger promotions. But um, after this, man, like, uh, I decided more that I would like to take like a wheel choke route, you know, and just kind of take whatever's given because MMA as itself is just fucking slow, bro. No matter where you're at, you know, it's, it's slow. So, but instead of doing more like Muay Thai, I would, I would like to do be competing more in like jujitsu tournaments. You know, I, I don't know if you noticed, but like the scene's starting to blow up everywhere, man, everywhere in Asia. And now people are paying cash uh, money. If you win tournaments, you know, the last Siam sub series I went to, if you won absolute and you won your division, you could walk away with 30, 30,000 uh, baht. That's $1,000 right in your pocket for a jiu-jitsu tournament. It's unheard of, bro. So I was staying active on the jiu-jitsu scene. And then, man, I've been campaigning to bring bare-knuckle boxing to Thailand. Like, I want to be one of the first guys to do a bare-knuckle boxing fight. Um, you know, I mean, everybody thinks I'm crazy, bro. But that's why I got into this sport, man. I wanted to do stuff that nobody was doing, you know? Like fighting the FMD style rules. You know, I know when I explain this to UFC fighters, they get nervous about that idea, man. And, and that's, that's where, that's what I want my fight career to be defined as. I was the dude who was willing to do the things nobody else was willing to do, you know? And I don't know, man, have you been following up on this BK boxing, dude? I love this shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, I watch some of it. Dude. I, I, like, and then looking at the rule set, because I am an MMA guy, like you can kind of dirt, you can wrestle in there a little bit. You can kind of clinch up and wrestle. And a lot of my striking is based off of dirty boxing. So I think I can mess some dudes up. You know, 
And it'd just be cool to say I did it, man. <laughs> well, you know, like if like you just said, man, the MMA route is in some ways it's it's a, a waiting game in you know, in many locations around the world and like you like you said, taking that route, man, of just taking any fight, man, like any any discipline. Because you are a mixed martial artist. Yeah, exactly. And I mean this is my twelfth year training, man. I started when I was sixteen, so it's like I feel I've gotten competent enough in all aspects of my of my game, not just the ground, not just wrestling, not not just Muay Thai, but boxing as well. That you know what, I can I can probably go fight another low level dude and hang. You know, I, I've kind of gotten gotten to that that confidence in my game. You know, yeah. Only way to find out is to do it, man. Yeah, dude. You know, like um, hopefully, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying stuff, but hopefully John is trying to bring that that BKB here by the end of the year, you know? So, and I want to be one of the first people who want to make history, dude. Be one of the first guys in Thailand to be sanctioned in bare knuckle boxing. Why not? You know? Be sick. Yeah, man. Well, before all that happens, man, August 31st. August 31st, dude. Dojo, Fury Soy. Freaking on Soy 11. District Nana, be there, man. It's the greatest party slash MMA show in the world, man. You, like I said, the craziest rule set, soccer kicks allowed, knees to, to a grounded opponent, freaking 12 to 6 elbows, dude. And it's a crazy freaking show. John Nutt is by far one of the – his nut, his name is what he is. He's freaking nuts out there, dude, but he gets you excited about the fights, you know. So look for it on Facebook. Look for it on freaking – ig man and just just check it out dude because i'm gonna bring it i'm the main you know i'm the headline card i always have the highlights in fmd you guys are gonna love this show all right no doubt man well i appreciate the time javier and uh of course you know you're always welcome on the show and Hell yeah, uh, man. have fun man i will dude i will <laughs>